By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hey, what's going on? You're tuning into 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. Today, you're listening to episode 117 or 117 or 117, which is the reverse of 711. Did you notice on 711 the N is not capitalized? What's up with that? I don't know. To learn more about me, go to 2010minutes.com. You can uh, do a lot. You can contact me. You can look at photos. You can read testimonials. And what else you can do, you can go to my shop and buy some hats. I got the shirts are pretty much gone. Thank Christ. I don't think I'm going to come out with another shirt because sales weren't popping. We're not popping. Burped a little bit. Sorry. But if you buy a hat right now, I'm probably going to have this open for like a week or two. If you use the promo code HAT, H-A-T, you get five bucks off your hat. So it'll be like 15 bucks plus delivery, no hidden fees. Help a brother out. I bought a new mic. Mic sucked. So I, I uh, exchanged, it for an, exchanged it back for my old mic. I think what it was was the wire. And I stole the wire from the new microphone. And it's been working great. So I packed the old microphone in with that old microphone. Is that a shitbag move? I think it is. Um, And if they come at me, I'm going to say I did it by accident. Um, So don't uh, throw me out of the bus, guys. You can also reach me at 781-523-9333. That's 781-523-9333. That's not my real phone number, but you can contact me that via text. Don't call me because I'm not going to answer it. This week, Dr. Sean Sullivan, I have on the podcast. He's going to be coming out this Thursday. I know this podcast is a little bit late. I know. got a little busy, and uh, life comes at you pretty quick, and uh, I'm sorry. But yeah, I got Dr. Sean Sullivan coming on the podcast this weekend. Sully guy. He's a psychologist and therapist who is uh, also the CEO of One Perfect, which is a way to guide yourself into a better state of mind anytime. I need to start doing promos for these businesses because my voice is gold. When I don't have my wicked Boston accent guy, I sound pretty uh I sound pretty good. I got a I got a smooth jazz voice. You're listening to 2010 minutes right now on the Jazz Network. I might become a jazz podcast instead. Have household names like uh Roy Donk. All right. Um yeah, and I was just on Entertainment Man podcast with my man Chris. Uh, he's going to be doing the intro and on my podcast next week. Great guy. Go listen to that episode. Also, it's that time of year. It's May, baby. It's going to be May. Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, take time to look around. Look within. That's the Mental Health America's little catchphrase they have this year for uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And pretty much what it is, is just raising awareness. Am I right? For the whole month. It's pretty easy. Just talk about mental health. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with your family. Talk about it maybe with a stranger at the bus stop. If you're still taking the bus. If you take the bus, I feel sorry for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bus ain't one. Hit me. I can't do public transportation anymore. If you live in Massachusetts or been to Massachusetts and downtown Boston with the MBTA, 
the worst train system of all time. I refuse to take it. I would rather drive and pay for parking that is way more expensive than taking the T because it's awful. But yeah, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, I'm hopefully doing my part per usual. Uh, we'll talk about that. There's a lot of researchers, research. There's a lot of resources that you can find when it comes to Mental Health Suicide Awareness Month. It's not Suicide Awareness Month. Oh my God, I can't speak fucking English, people. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. What the fuck am I doing? You know what it was? It's because I'm going to talk about the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition and how you should donate to them. I got tripped up. I'm not fucking drunk. I'm just, I'm just being Tim right now. Jesus Christ. So yeah, you can go to Mental Health uh, America. You can go to the NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Health or uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness. I might be drunk. Holy shit. Or SAMHSA, S-A-M-H-S-A, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Yeah. You can you can find help out there. Again, there's a suicide uh, hotline for 988, which you can get some help and talk to some professionals and uh, make sure you get better. This week with the uh, SM. S-A-M-H-S-A, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. You know I like acronyms. That one's not that good, and I'm not making fun of them, but get a better acronym. Week 1, May 1st to May 7th. The focus on this week will be spreading acceptance and support for people we know and love who are experiencing mental health challenges. What a great way. If you are worried about your mental health or are worried about someone you know, there are resources and people out there willing to help no matter what your situation is. And... There's so many different situations that happen between people. And I have a lot of resources on my website at 2010minutes.com. You can click resources and I have a whole laundry list. I have people reach out to me all the time. And it's like these random like businesses or like college kids. And they're like, oh, you should add this resource page to your page. And some of it has nothing to do with mental health. And I'm very confused why this is a thing. I get reached out a lot. Like I get reached out to be on 2010 minutes because it's the most popular 20 minute podcast hosted by a guy named tim and i just i don't know it's kind of cool when people ask to be on the podcast but it's uh it's tough too if you know what i'm uh, trying to get at talking about mental health helps promote acceptance and encourages people to seek help that's what my goal is with the podcast whether we share resources encourage others to seek help or simply are there for someone when they need us we instill hope and can help others to reach out when they need it the most so this week, May 1st to May 7th, spreading acceptance and support. That's what we do. I don't like reading like stats at everybody, but I'm going to read some stats. And I'm going to do like one a week or like a couple a week. You know what I mean? I found this one uh, interesting. 2023 key findings. In 2019 to 2020, 20.78. Again, that's 20.78. 20. Whoa. Of adults were experiencing a mental illness. That is the equivalent to over 50 million Americans. 20%? 50 million Americans? Holy smokes. That is insane. Um, and it's unfortunate people have to experience that and probably uh, not get the help. I wonder what the uh, percentage of that is. I'm not good at remembering statistics. I will put them out. But if I was going to do like a public speaking event and they're like, all right, rattle off some statistics, I'd be like, I got no idea. Let me go Google them again. A lot of this shit you can probably just Google. I don't know why you listen to this podcast. Maybe it's for my witty banter or maybe it's for my previous episode, the sex talk, which I got a lot of feedback on. And a lot of people enjoyed that because I was talking about 
masturbation and how that was good for your mental health and how sex is good for your mental health and how just getting it in is good for your mental health. Hopefully people are getting it in, but safely. Again, I'm not going to tell you again. You already know. If you listened to last week, I'm not going to tell you again. You know what to do. The 20 minutes tip. But yeah, I want to talk about uh, a local um, nonprofit that I, I help with. Um, I, initially, when I had my first t-shirt sales, I donated a portion to those t-shirt sales to the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. If you don't know Plymouth, it's uh, Plymouth Rock, baby. Plymouth, Massachusetts, um, it's, it's someone I linked up with because I bought a shirt from uh, a, a random woman on like one of those Facebook pages where everyone yells at each other. And it says, it's okay to not be okay. So I bought a shirt. I bought it from her and I left money in her mailbox and she left it on the, on the uh, steps, which I love because it's like no contact. You don't have to talk to the person, have awkward conversations. Granted, it was the height of COVID, but still, I, I appreciate that. When I have food delivered to my house, I have them leave it on the steps. And they actually like doing that because my dog scared the absolute shit out of them. When I go pick up food, they're like, hey, your dog's fucking nuts. And I'm like, yeah, that's what he's there for. Um, but yeah, the I always put their information in all my show notes on YouTube and on my audio platforms. Wherever you listen to this right now without seeing my face, you can click the link right in the show notes. So go donate to them. Tell them 20, 10 minutes sent you so I can feel better about myself. And yeah. So last week I talked about sex baby, and again, it's uh, a lot of people had some fun with it um, because I was being a little bit silly when it came to talking about sex. Um, but hypersexuality is one that someone brought up to me, and uh, it's very interesting. It's uh, compulsive sexual behavior, sometimes called hypersexuality or sex addiction addiction not addition sexual addition means you have sex that is added to your life it's an intense focus on sexual fantasies urges and behaviors that can't be controlled this causes distress and problems for your health job and relationships with other parts of your life um a lot of people with bipolar have hypersexuality i'm a very sexual person i'm not afraid to admit that again i don't kink shame but uh your boy watches porn excessively i don't know i'm not comparing notes to other people but if i'm going to i'm probably not gonna be happy with the results that's fine again i'm just being open uh, people watch porn okay i'm not gonna tell you what type of porn i watch because like it's funny like you watch porn and you don't want to know what other people do but you want to know you know what i'm saying a little tmi <laughs> who gives a fuck you know uh, hypersexuality characteristics. Uh, if you uh, feeling like you're uh, sexually addicted, extreme difficulty controlling sexual urges that negatively impact the all areas of your life, engaging in reckless sexual behaviors that put you or others at risk or harm. That's not me. Recurring sexual fantasies or impulses that are hard to control and result in distress. Difficulty establishing and maintaining a relationship and compulsive sexual behavior. Um, I have some characteristics, not the ones that seem out of control. Um, I feel like I have the ones that, um, I just like looking at porn, whatever. I might have like porn addiction is real. I don't, do you think sex addiction? Oh my God, Tim. Do you think sex addiction is real? Some people don't. Some people put that in char characteristics of just like being a hornball, which, uh, I can, I can, I always see people's points of views. That's why I'm pretty neat because I understand everybody's points of views. Um, 
But yeah, so it says here, might exhibit a host of problematic sexual behaviors like consuming too much pornographic content, excessive masturbation. But again, masturbation is good for the little serotonin. It helps your mental health. So like, this is like a double-edged sword right here because it can take over your life and ruin a lot of shit. But masturbation is uh, it's pretty neat. Um, so yeah, so this compulsive sexual behavior, rec recurring or uncontrollable sexual fantasies, difficulty establishing, maintaining a relationship with other people, especially a romantic partner, in inability to get sexual urges under control, continuing to engage in sexual behaviors and activities, even if they cause harm. So there's a high sex drive and hypersexuality. There's a big difference right there. You know what I mean? And uh, the difference is uh, high sex drive is increased sexual desire. On the other hand, hypersexuality involves out of control feelings and urges to have sex as well as high frequently sexual behavior. What causes it? Well, I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, developmental certain conditions, conditions such as epilepsy are thought to cause damage in some parts of the brain, which in turn can cause the trigger of this condition. A chemical imbalance in the brain, which pretty much I have. The brain controls almost all of our daily function, including sexual behavior. A chemical imbalance could either cause a complex lack of interest in sexual urges or behaviors or hypersexuality. There's some evidence to suggest that dopamine imbalance could trigger the condition. And there's also medication. According to some researchers, it could develop a side effect on certain medications. Dopamine replacement medications typically used to treat Parkinson's disease has found sometimes to cause hypersexuality. Um, I uh, My background music just started to play and I got nervous. If you saw me on YouTube, I kind of flinched a little bit because my um, it's kind of crazy. So if you wanted to uh, obviously go to a doctor or a professional to talk about this or your therapist, um, if this is uh, con uh, controlling your life in a negative way, again, I, I tend to make jokes from my point of view. I don't make fun of anything. I don't make fun of people with this uh, condition because it seems like a very terrible condition to have for the most part. Again, I'm luckily enough I don't fall into a lot of these categories. Again, I don't know what the average porn consumption is, but I don't want to know. Um, so yeah, a lot of the, uh, diagnoses of this and, uh, this is like WebMD. Like I'm pretty much WebMD. I just scare people until they go get help. That's what my goal is. I'm going to scare you about mental health until you go get help. Rah. Um, disruption of daily activities, uh, and interferes with their daily life, which is like, you can't even like sometimes like, all right, this is TMI again. Like sometimes when I'm so anxious, you just have to release. And that's a good release to do, I feel like. It doesn't harm anybody. You're relieving yourself. You're helping out your fucking serotonin, your dopamines. Everyone does it, all right? Let's stop being weird about it. Don't fucking kink shame me, all right? That's the most basic thing we all do. Get over it. Fuck. Uh, the inability to stop a person experiencing hypersexuality is unable to control their behavior, and even despite their attempts. Uh, developing a tolerance. Hypersexuality people feel the need to engage in sexual behaviors in increasing amounts over time to fulfill their urges. And then there's withdrawal symptoms. A person who is hypersexual will feel nervous and restless if they don't engage in sexual behaviors. That's where my release comes in. Loss of pleasure. One indicator someone is hypersexual, their sexual acts don't necessarily bring them pleasure anymore, but they still have uncontrollable urges to engage them. Hmm. Uh, and the complications of hypersexuality, feelings of guilt and shame, increased risk of contracting an STD, which is a sexually transmitted infection. Uh, that's an STI. 
so you can change the D with disease. Increased use of drugs and alcohol. Legal repercussions uh, as being arrested for a sexual offense. That's that's pretty fucked. Uh, mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. Strains on finances. Strains on relationships. Struggling at work. Suicidal ideation. Uh, obviously, if you're feeling suicidal, use 988 to go get some help. But there's also treatment for this. And one of them is pretty good for me. So mood stabilizers. Um, they're usually typically treated bipolar. However, some researchers show that help reduce sexual urges and people with hypersexuality. Shout out to my mood stabilizers. Am I right? Up top, antidepressants, which I also have. Let's go. Timmy two for two. In certain cases, hypersexuality might be brought out by mental health conditions like depression. Treating the condition triggering hypersexuality could also help sexual urges and behaviors. Uh, in particular, have SSRIs have been prescribed and proven to help people with hypersexuality. Uh, and then there's the psychotherapy side of it. Um, the focus of form of therapy, which increases aware of unconscious thoughts and behaviors. And then the CBT, the cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, is a common form of psychotherapy used to treating many mental health conditions. It focuses on people. Uh, it focuses on helping you identify negative thoughts and behaviors and helps you replace them with positive ones, which uh, I pretty much do. I do CBT when it comes to my therapy. And um, yeah, if you're trying to cope with it, just stick to the treatment. Don't be ashamed to reach out for help. Join a support group. Remove yourself from triggering situations like on Path of Recovery. It's important to avoid activities and situations that will set you back. For instance, many mental health professionals highly discourage people with high hypersexuality from consuming any pornographic content. I feel like I have mine balanced out. Okay, I have bipolar. Hypersexuality comes with a lot of people with bipolar. Again, not everything is uh, the same for every person with a certain mental illness. Like... My risky behavior is the casino. That's where mine comes in. I love gambling. Not bad that I need help, but I like to go gamble sometimes, especially there was a time where I had a really bad time mentally and I needed to take time off from work. I went right down the casino. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but it was my special place to get away. And I win money sometimes. Sometimes it's a fucking positive. Hit me hitting blackjack. Woo! Going up against twos in blackjack is the scariest thing you can go up against. Sometimes people that have 12 against a two, they'll hit. These are all to my blackjack players out there. Um, yeah, it's fucking scary gambling sometimes. But um, yeah, I did have some questions uh, asked. So if you can join my Facebook group, Timmy Talks, 20 Tim Minutes Talks, which is like a group of listeners that can talk amongst the show, answer questions and do all that junk. Um, my people that discussion gangsters, which is another podcast I went on and had a fucking blast. Uh, they wanted me to talk about complicated relationships between parents and adult children. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's a tough one. I'm gonna have to look into that more. Um, I can only imagine, uh, cause being an adult child, that's a, it's not just being an adult. It's like not parents and their child. It's an adult child. So I can only assume it's someone that's, uh, being um babied and taking advantage and just just not being a full adult so i can have the strain on both sides like people that have to go home and move in with their parents again i'm not making fun of you for that it's just that's the type of times we have so you're living with somebody you're gonna have those those issues with your parents because parents just don't understand like will smith said and he smacked somebody so I wouldn't take his word for it. Um, 
But yeah, that is complicated for sure because a lot of parents like still love their children, obviously. And yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know how to answer that one. And that's a good question. But I'm going to look more into that for next week because time's up. 22 minutes has reached 20 minutes. Let's break the stigma by cracking a smile. I love you guys and have a good one. <laughs> and we're clear. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.